Cause we got the alternative energy right. On a nuclear free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show I'm Michaela and today I'm bringing you voices From the latest chapter in the campaign Against the federal government's push To establish a remote nuclear waste dump site The federal government has been pursuing The Bandiuda site on Adnyamatna land In the Flinders Ranges After a short listing of sites Nominated by landholders across the country But they reopened the process for new nominations in April of 2016 and since then a site at Kimber in South Australia was accepted by the Minister. This reopening of the nomination process has left other communities around the country at risk and the latest proposal at Briwarana, 10 hours inland from Sydney, came to light in November 2017 when the Briwarana Council revealed that a delegation had travelled to Lucas Heights in Sydney and engaged pro-nuclear consultant Robert Parker from the Australian Nuclear Association to conduct a survey and report to council. When locals and Namba traditional owners found out about the industrial medical waste facility that some of the councillors were pushing for, they quickly learnt what they could about the project and started a nuclear-free campaign. On the morning of Friday 23rd of February, a silent protest was held during the Briwarana Council meeting followed by a rally on the Saturday morning that marched from the town to the Nunu fish traps that are over 60,000 years old and believed to be the oldest man-made structure in the world. Once a great gathering site for all clans to trap fish, host corroborees, initiation ceremonies and meetings for trade and barter. First up in today's show, we'll hear from Trish Frail, a Namba woman who is coordinating the local campaign. My name's Trish Frail. I'm a Nambar woman from Bawarana. Um, on the 25th of November last year, the community were invited to a um, community meeting by the council. At that community meeting, there was a lot of proposals put up to say, you know, this is from the council to say this is what we're going to be doing. Right at the end of the proposals, there was one major proposal that came up and that was the industrial medical waste proposal. And we were all just going, what? And they really tried to sell it to us of how much how much money it's going to bring into the town, the jobs that's going to be created out of it. And, you know, a lot of us were thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe. Then a lot of us were saying, no, we want more information. And just about everybody there at the meeting all agreed that we wanted more information. After that, um, we were very lucky. The Land Council here has got a an old um, nuclear, anti-nuclear activist um and so he was really able to talk to us and say, you know, right at this moment, Warrena is well known worldwide by the fact of our fit traps. And he said, as soon as you have a nuclear waste, that's all you'll ever be known at. And we all went, no, 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 we love our fish traps. You know, we just really love our land. And so um, everybody was saying no, and nobody knew what else to do other than to say no. 
and that's when I realised I'll start up a campaign, an anti-nuclear campaign, and so that's how it all started. And so at that point, they were just proposing their idea to the local community, but there's no formal nomination to the federal government? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's no formal no- nomination as yet. We've, um, we keep asking the council for additional information. They have never once come back with um, additional information. I've done a presentation and invited a few people along to the presentation and the council about our um, anti-nuclear campaign. And so I was able to explain it to people um, and they've all got behind me and they've supported me all the way through. The council, when I first informed them that I was doing an anti-nuclear campaign, they said, why? So what do you mean, why? You know, we're doing it because nuclear is so unsafe and we love our land and we do not want nuclear on our land. And um, so, you know, we were able to get up and um, and fight against it, rally against it. And so we actually, last Friday, we had a, a silent protest at the council meeting, which was roughly, we had around about 25 people. Now, in Bree, that was quite a lot of people. And... Um, and we were quite happy with that. We were able to present to the council a petition of over 563 no votes. Now, the council had also done a survey and they had got 84 yes votes. Now, the council were also saying, you know, if we it will be on broad community support. So we're actually asking the council exactly what is broad community support because they're, they're more or less saying that with their 84 yes votes, that the whole of the community totally agrees with what the council uh, is proposing and so they want to go ahead with the proposal. Now, we had a um, one of our supporters who done um, a presentation to, to council, or not a presentation, he actually asked the council some various questions. And um, so now council can't do anything else until A, those questions are answered and the they sort out the petitions so that's the council's next step mm. um, we we're actually quite happy with that we got a couple of results some really good results out of that council meeting and um, which were a, that the council can't do anything else until it's, it's um, all of those matters are addressed, the questions and the petition matters are addressed. B, they can't do another step until a formal site has been chosen. And uh, C, the really, really great outcome was we now have a working group 
on the council to address this issue. Now, that was put up by one of the councillors, um, Councillor Jeffries, and she was saying, look, the whole community are saying there was not enough consultation. There's Everybody wants more information, so we need to have a working group. By the look of people's, uh, the councillors and the mayor's eyes, and um, nobody was very happy. The majority of the councillors were not happy with um, Councillor Jeffries for even suggesting that. It was um, put up and it was passed. So we are now on a working group with them. Now, that's with the council, the land council, the Nambar Community Working Party, myself, the Nambar Elders Group, and a property owner. So we've got one from each of those groups which is a really brilliant, brilliant outcome. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, heard across the land thanks to the Community Radio Network. I'm speaking with Namba woman Trish Frail about the campaign to stop the Brewarrina Council from nominating a site for a national nuclear waste dump. Was that one of the things that you wanted to achieve at this stage of the campaign? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as Dave Sweeney said, we didn't win gold, but we got silver, and we are very, very happy with that silver. Well, I know now council is starting to realise that when we do know what they're talking, what we are talking about, because that's been one of their criticisms against us, the anti-nuclear movement, is that we had no idea what we were talking about. We're all uneducated. Um, so, like, we have been able to prove to them that um, look, nuclear is very dangerous and we do know what we are talking about when we're standing up and saying no against it. The following day after we had our, um, our silent campaign, our silent protest, we had a rally down the street. Now, everyone met here in um, out the front of my house, um, my house is, is, is the house that's got all the drums out the front and, the, you know, all the signs and everything, you know, no nuclear in Bree. And, um, and so we were able to march straight down the street down to the corroboree grounds at the fish traps. And we had roughly... by the When we left um, at where we started off at at my house, we had about 60 people. By the time we got down to the to the Crobbery grounds, we actually had uh, roughly about 90 people. Then a lot of people kept arriving after that. So we still had a really good outcome. We had roughly, I'd say around about 110, maybe 120 people turn up at the rally, which is a brilliant outcome for Bree. Yeah, that's fantastic, especially, yeah, at this early stage in the campaign. Yes, mm. exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were all happy about it. Everyone, um, you know, were able to listen to us and they walked away knowing a lot more than what, you know, 
then the fact of what council is trying to tell us that it's a industrial medical waste. So now they actually know that what exactly it is. Mm. Mm. And I understand that you're taking the campaign to Sydney next to spread your message there. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, well, um, Nat Wesley, she has just been absolutely brilliant. So has um, Dave Sweeney and Jim Green. They have really gotten behind us and helped us all the way. So Nat was saying, look, you know, we need to do a Sydney campaign too, a rally too. So we went, yep, okay, then we'll do it. So we're going to have one on the 23rd of March. We don't have all the exact details as yet, but um, when we do, it'll be up on my Facebook page. And um, because we've still got a lot of people in Sydney from Bree and um, that really wanted to attend. So we're going to have a lot of support in Sydney. I, I just, I know that, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But one of the... Um, the best quote for me of the week, if not the year, I was at school today and uh, one of the young girls, the, the, the young children who they actually led our, our rally and they were walking straight down the street holding up their placards and singing out, you know, no bunda bunda on Nambar land meaning no poison and um, I'm at school today and this young girl comes running up and she says Trish when are we going to have our next rally about no nuclear waste on Nambar land and it was like oh wow I was so impressed by this young girl you know she was only about eight and now she's wanting to go to her next rally like she's really standing up and her parents have explained to her in ways of what she can understand exactly what it's all about. And um, can you tell us a bit more about the fish traps and this area? It sounds incredible. Our fish traps are over 60,000 plus years. Um, With our doves, the story of how they were created was the Nambar people were sitting at the riverbank and they were hungry and they couldn't catch the fish. Barmy, our creator, came along and he said, what's wrong? And they explained to him. So him and his two sons went away and they got the rocks and brought them back and they designed the fish traps. They showed them how the fish traps work and they gave the Nambar people, the Cascadians, Cascadians of the fish traps. And but they're not just Nambars; every other nation around this area are able to come and use the fish traps. And um, and we've also got the ochre beds right next to the fish traps. So you know they are a really good uh, bartering system. And um, they are absolutely beautiful. Sorry, they were absolutely beautiful. When European 
people came along, again, they did not know or understand or want to understand about the river system. They took a lot of the rocks from the fish traps for housing development. They also uh, built a weir in the 70s and um, and that weir now stops all the water rushing along and keeping the fish traps nice and clean. So we've got a lot of bulrushes growing everywhere now and so that's going to be one of our next big campaigns is to um, get rid of the weir and to clean up the fish traps properly. They, we also have to, um, you know, put them back, get the maps of how, what the fish traps used to look like and to get them and redo it all over again. So, yeah, we really need to do that. And that was one of our, as Cascadians, of the fish traps that one of the things we always had to do if after a flood we would have to go down and put the fish traps back into the positions of where our creator wanted them. So, but they are really amazing, you know, to to think you can herd fish into these fish traps, shut the gate, take out as many fish as what you need and then open the gate up and let the fish go. And that's exactly how it's been happening for over 60,000 plus years. It looks um, horrific at the moment. It really looks horrible. One of the young ladies from Melbourne who came up for the rally, she had actually been here in Bree uh, 14 years ago when she was still a teenager. She came up to Bawarana Shire and uh, Warringah Shire in Sydney. They are sister cities. And so... They bring youth up here to Bree every year and we take youth down there, you know, just so exchanging. So when this young girl comes up that she had seen 14 years ago and she now sees it, what it looks like now, and she was just devastated. You know, she just could not understand how it got so bad. And so considering the fact that it's a heritage-listed site, it should never have gotten to the stage of where it is. And the council has not been taking any notice or negotiating anywhere with the NAMBA community of saying, you know, what can we do now? And basically, we were not allowed to go back down there and, um, and do our law, L-O-R-E. So, yeah, we couldn't do it. Yeah, it just goes to show that they don't have people's interests in mind when they're putting forward their own proposals for things like hosting nuclear waste dumps and the like. That is exactly right. And, like, the council had replied to a letter that I wrote to them and I just got the letter today. But the they really tried to ridicule me by saying, you know, well, we didn't say that, that the nuclear waste will be near the river or near the fish traps, and to do so would be ludicrous. And it's like the anti-nuclear campaigners, we did not 
say that that's where you were going to build it. That's where the council was going to build it. But nuclear is a lot bigger than um, building it right on, you know, various sites. Like, as we all know, nuclear can be built, you know, 50 kilometres away. And if an accident happens, that site or the other sites will still get um, affected. Mm, You know, and especially all of our um, heritage listed sites or sacred um, sites, you know, they'll they'll all still get affected. And that's why they just do not understand culture or um, and refuse to acknowledge the fact that our culture is affected by that. So um, for people who are listening to this show um, all, all across the country, what is the best way for them to support the work that you're doing and, and to stay up to date with where things are at with the campaign? Uh, we've got a petition on my um, on our web page. I'm sorry, on our Facebook page. And that is No New Clear Bunda Bunda, which is B-U-N-D-A. B-U-N-D-A, on Nambar land and um, bad poison. So if they go and have a look at that site, or they can even, you know, put a friend request into me, Trish Frail, and um, so we've always... I usually try to put something up at least once, twice a day of, you know, what's happening. So that's what we're doing. That's how people can keep up to date with what's happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, but we are really honoured of the fact that a lot of people are out there supporting us. Like we, are, we just thought we were doing this little campaign and we didn't realise exactly how big it was going to be so we are just so honoured and so thankful for everybody for supporting us we really are yeah you're part of a anti-nuclear movement all around the world now exactly because when we first put up the petition and I saw a couple of people who signed it and they were from England and Switzerland and you know all these other places all over the world it was like Oh wow, that really impressed us. It was like, oh, you know, I didn't realise it was going so so far. So we are very, very honoured that um, said that everyone is supporting us. Trish Frail reporting on the nuclear free campaign that has just formed in Brewarana. And you can follow their campaign on their Facebook page, No Nuclear Bunda Bunda at Brewarana. And they have a petition that you can sign and are also seeking further support for a rally in Sydney on the 23rd of March. I also caught up with a busload of supporters who had travelled from Melbourne via the tent embassy in Canberra to support the protest. And we'll hear first from Ricky. Well, the trip was very long, but it was worth it. Um, we travelled more than 11 hours to get to the top of New South Wales to protest against that 
uranium dump they're putting up there at Brewerina. It's opened a lot of eyes too. So it's opened my eyes what's going on in Brewerina. And so tell us about how you found out about this to begin with. Well, originally I found out from an auntie at the Aboriginal Embassy. Um, she'd told me that there was uranium getting put up there at Brewerina and and she'd seen a petition which was made by Trish Frail and we thought we'd jump on board because we knew for a fact that that kind of event is sort of fairly remote to the point that you won't get much people out there and we thought we'd push to get out there. So it was really, it was a passion really because I believe that everyone needs to drink fresh water and if they drop this here up in, up in Nambar country, we'll have issues because it will run all the way down through to the Murray, possibly even the rivers coming off them and creeks coming off the Murray into Victoria as well. It's on the top of, oh, it's near the Murray-Darling catchment on the top of, or the bottom of Queensland, top of New South Wales. And so yeah. tell us about the rally. Where did you gather? Where did you walk to? And what were the sort of messages that people were um, sharing? Yeah, well, Trish, what she, we were getting around the town and we sort of didn't know where to go until we seen all these um, uranium signs and nuclear logos and everything. We thought, gee, this is where every must be. We pulled up. And the lady there was more than willing to hold us up. And that's where the march actually started, from the front of our house down into the main street. And the message that they were singing was no bunda bunda on Nambar land, mm. which means no poison on Nambar land, which is the land that Bree Rona is. I've seen the real leaders up there sticking up for their land, whether they call themselves leaders or not. Um, and they were quite inspiring too. Um, considering what they're going through and how how this, yeah, how they've come up with ideas to do this kind of stuff, um, Actually, for a little town, they really stuck together as a good group, even though there were other there were people on the same side, like, yeah, well, I don't really like to use the word, but turning code. Mm. The leaders were at that rally. They weren't anywhere else but at that rally, to me anyway. showed a lot of passion. Beautiful. And so tell us a bit about what's the next step for you in being involved in this campaign now. Try and rally up a bit of money for the Nambar tribe to get to Sydney first and foremost, and then after that, we're going to try and get ourselves up there for the rally as well. But I think it'd be more important that we get them there first. So we're sort of on the track of um, helping the Nambar people get there to the rally. Yeah, fantastic. That was Ricky reporting back on the Brewarina Nuclear Free protest that they attended. And uh, we'll hear next from Jude and Shah about some of their impressions from the protest and their plans for continuing to support the Namba people in their campaign. You know, I guess just express our gratitude. We relied on the support of the 3CR community and the border community as well. Um, and we were really well supported, um, you know, we had people throwing us donations from all over Melbourne and beyond to get us to free Warrenar and back safely. And it was really touching. And, and we let the community know as well how many people came behind their community and us to, you know, bring our support. And they were really touched as well. And hopefully that momentum continues on to Sydney as well. Like Rick was saying, we're really hopeful that we can continue to support the free Warrenar community to get, to get up there. And as many of us, that were on this original convoy and anyone else that can get on board to get up to Sydney as well. You know, it'll be a bit of an easier trip because, you know, there's public transport available. And I know there's a lot going on now with the Stolen Lost Games and, um, you know, coming up in the following months in Canberra with um, the Frontier Wars. But, you know, I, you know, there's a 
really strong commitment um, to get behind the no nuclear movement, and this is a really key part of that as well. So my name's Sa. I went to Borona when I was 14 um, because they have a sister city program with a council near the town I grew up with. So the kids in the beach would go to the desert and the kids in the desert would go to the beach. Um, so when I heard that these guys were gone, I had to go back and see it again. But yeah, there was like a lot of changes and the fish traps that are there, the oldest man-made structure in the world looked pretty sad and it was a bit upsetting just to hear about what was proposed and what was going on there, but I was just really blown away to see all the strong women and strong elders in the town just like fight, like standing their ground and kind of they all described it like they'd had this awakening and this kind of really like has made people take a stand for their community. Um, and it's just so amazing that this victory and like, the grassroots nature of it, I feel like it'll be a great precedent set because this is just awful what they're trying to propose waste out there. Like, they've already kind of built all these strange things that have stopped the fish traps from flowing and it just seems like it's being choked by all these invested interests and all the politicians don't even live in the town, so they've just targeted this town that's 85% indigenous and I just feel like it's really racist awful violent act but if people can see that that needn't be the case and that they can stand up for their own community and say no to these things coming I hope that it spreads as a message for everywhere because it's all our water and yeah it was a really inspiring trip to see all that. That brings us to the end of this week's show thanks so much to Trish, Ricky, Jude and Shah for joining us today. The Radioactive Show is produced in the studios of 3CR on the lands of the Kulin Nations in Fitzroy, Victoria, with the support of Friends of the Earth's Nuclear Free and Clean Energy Collective. The Radioactive Show is distributed around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. We'll keep following this story and bringing you updates alongside the ongoing campaigns at Bandiuda and Kimba sites in South Australia. And there's an opportunity that's come up to have some say on the current process. It's a Senate inquiry into the selection process for the National Radioactive Waste Management Facility in South Australia. And that just opened on February 20th and is taking submissions until the 3rd of April. So we'll put links to all that we've talked about today alongside the podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive and on our Facebook page, The Radioactive Show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Radioactive3CR. Thanks for tuning in and please join us again next week as we continue to bring you the latest in nuclear peace and energy news. Now, boom, 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 boom.